This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International or PSI Warm Line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rock. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Preggers Can Be Choosers, where we offer peer-to-peer support, um, even though one of our members is a a doctor. Um, This is not paid psychotherapy. Um, We hop on to give each other support um, through all things uh, postpartum, motherhood, parenting, etc. And we try and be kind and we offer uh, our own personal um, experiences rather than solutions. And I think that's that's what I remember. Um, We'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. Hey, I'm Caitlin. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old who are really testing my limits. Um, We had to put an animal down over the weekend. So that really broke everybody's hearts. Um, And sorry, I missed the last two weeks. We've just had a lot going on but I know everyone's just in the same boat so that's where we're at. Thanks Caitlin for doing that for me since I was not prepared. This is Dr. Blythe. I am the mental health um, something fancy director I think of Preggers Can Be Choosers (laughs) and uh, Rowan Two Sisters is the midwife of Preggers Can Be Choosers and she's usually our wonderful host and she is at a birth right now um, acting as a doula and says that she uh, is not going to do this anymore (laughs) because it's really stressful trying to be the midwife at a birth center and then also doula for people that she loves it's those people that she loves that get her and she's like no no as much as I love so she's doing that because we had a big fat storm here in Houston last night and big fat storms equal baby 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 So, um, well, I'm Dr. Blythe and uh, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. I expect that we will probably be like this for the next year and a half. So it's really just trying to like, okay, well, what does life look like? What will we do? How will we manage? How will we, you know, thrive and not just survive? Because at some point our adrenals will leave the building. Um, So that is what's happening over here. My dogs got a haircut yesterday. My groomer got herself a groomer van. So it's really nice to see people that I love with their businesses pivoting and still, you know, getting things done, um, but keeping themselves safe because that's what it's all about. So uh, that's what I got. Hey, I'm Tiffany, um, mom of two. Um, a six-year-old and four-year-old. Um, we went on vacation the last two weeks, and we've been home for about a week. Um, vacation was good. It was relaxing. Um, also kind of like strange to be on the beach with a bunch of strangers, and no one was wearing masks. Um, people were wearing masks like in stores. I went into the CVS. Um, that was the only store I went into and wore a mask and all that. And my husband grocery shopped and he wore a mask, but while people were outside 
walking, biking, running, being on the beach, nobody was wearing a mask. Um, and we invited a few select family members to visit us over those two weeks. And it was fine, but it was also very strange. It felt weird. Like, I almost felt like ashamed or that like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be there. I shouldn't be enjoying myself because of the pandemic and what's going on. Um, I chose not to share any pictures of our, our family or anything on vacation. Um, and that's just a conscious effort on my part to um, keep more of our life private and not be so much on social media. Um, and then yesterday, we, my husband had to take our cat to the emergency vet because she has a UTI. So we found, I found like blood in her pee and it was even an ordeal just to get her seen somewhere on that day. A lot of the places we called were like, well, we're fully booked until August. And it's like, I need this taken care of today. So it was a very difficult day for all of us in different ways. Um, but it's good to have her back and medicated and um, purring in our laps. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at today. Hey guys, I am Adila. I am a mother of four. Um, I have a five-year-old who just turned five over the weekend and a soon-to-be three-year-old uh, tomorrow. And I have a one-year-old and a newborn who's like a few weeks old. So, um, yeah, we're, we're making it. We're doing it. I am in a really good place. And so I, I'm just, I, I don't know, I feel good. And I am really happy about that just because after my son was born um, a year ago, I wasn't in the best of place, um, just like mentally and physically. It was like really hard um, recovering from that birth. His birth was, his birth and pregnancy was just really hard on me um, body wise. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing good. And I'm almost home. So I apologize if there's any in and out, but I am like at the stoplight from my house. That's so rad, Adila, that you are doing so well. Like, that is so critical that you are doing well. And I'm like, why is she in her car driving around? But I am not your provider. So I'm not going to call Patty and be like, <laughs> no tattling. But I just want you to know that I do see you in your car. And you did just say you had like a four minute old. So um, yeah, just a little ragging. So. Well, I was thinking about how many animals, you know, have had a lot of health problems and, you know, it makes sense that this is a time to go. And I know like our, one of our dogs in the earlier parts of this transition and just thinking of all the sweeties that have transitioned and, you know, our hearts, like, that's how we know we're alive is that grief and, and I know complex grief you know, being in the non-mom club, anytime someone dies, it's like, oh, you know, it just, especially someone we love, like our animal. And I'm a dog mom. I don't have children. I have dogs. So um, that feels terrible. So I love you, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. It super sucked, but it was the right choice. So um, our dog, Arrow, he's been having... Um, seasonal allergies for years um and we would do we've done countless rounds of antibiotics and steroid shots and we did allergy testing and we've done special foods special foods put in the freezer to keep mites off that might have been causing part of the problem i bought him like a suit like a to keep pollen and dander off of his skin i've done special shampoos and conditioners and all of it and finally it just came to a head when we we had also gone on vacation and we came home and I took his little suit thing off and 
it was like his fur and skin just came off in sheets and then he would like scratch till he bled and so we were like okay like this is it like it keeps coming back but it keeps coming back worse every time and some of it felt very um unceremonious that like I just called the vet made an appointment they told me how much it was going to be like and then we brought him home and we buried him and the boys picked out a spot for him and a lot of it felt very unceremonious and both my boys are handling it very differently uh, my oldest is a kid who locks his feelings in a deep dark box and buries that so deep down and if you don't have the exact combination on the first try you ain't getting nothing uh, and then my other son is young enough that he's kind of understanding death to begin with. So we're kind of just at different points. Um, so it was the right choice. It was the right call. Because how long do you keep something like that going, you know, and at what point is it selfish? Oh, and then he also, we don't know if it was from the medication that we've had to been, be doing. Like we've done supplements. We've done so much for this dog. Um, he started going blind a few months ago. And he wasn't adjusting to going blind well. And so he would just like slam straight into walls, you know, that he's been around for three years. You know, it's not like it's a new place or anything. So, yeah, so then it was like, it just, it, everything just kept compounding and it, and it sucks, but it was the right call. So anyway, that's, we're just, we're all sad. Of course, it's saddening terrible and I think that's really hard because animals can't tell you you know so being that parent is difficult it's never clear yeah and also because of the pandemic we had to make the choice of only I took him to go put him down for the actual event because trying to take four people to a vet is not smart during a pandemic um so we had to like divide and conquer, if you will. Like I had to take him in and put him down. And my husband did the digging of a hole and watching the kids because we all had to do, everything had to be done different, you know? So it just sucked extra because I had to do it alone. That's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. It makes perfect sense, but it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. It won't be like this forever. It hurts <laughs> for now, but it'll be okay. So anyway, we can talk about anything else now. <laughs> Please. Okay. Noted. Noted. Well, I know that um, Maggie had put in the group that she wanted to talk about free bleeding, but I think that she might want to be here for that. <laughs> There's no point talking about something when someone's not here. <laughs> So, because then they miss it. <laughs> and sometimes we would get these recorded. Sometimes they delete themselves. Sometimes Rowan doesn't have time to put them up. So <laughs> let's, uh, we're going to table that till um, when Maggie can come. Um, and she's so funny. I like to hear her talk about stuff anyway. So um, I want to hear about her murder scene coming like straight from her mouth with the uh, free bleed. So um, anybody have anything that they want to talk about besides animals transitioning or free bleeding? Well, I would love to tell you guys my birth story. <laughs> if you guys want. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I'm actually free bleeding right now. So when I, when I it's, just, it's, just, it's just a little bit like she said, but anyways. Um, uh, so, yes, it was a Sunday <laughs> and we went to bed. <laughs> And I was having contractions in the night, but it was like, it, my husband and I were intimate with each other. And so they were like, they were like that, you know, something that I was normally used to, didn't think anything. I went to sleep. And then at 4am, I felt like a trickle. And I thought like, oh, that's like my vagina fluid. <laughs> you know? And I was like, no, wait, that's like coming out. It's like, it's like trickling out. And I was like, oh my God. And I quickly like shot out of bed because I didn't want my bed to get wet, even though I had a mattress protector. Um, I shot out of bed, I ran to the shower, and I just like opened my legs. And I was like, yep, I can't stop it. It's definitely my water. 
Um, and I called my husband. I was like, Hadid, wake up, wake up. And of course he wakes up in a panic. He's just like, what's going on? Oh my God, we're having the baby. That's like, no, but my, I think my water just broke and, uh, and you need to call Patty because my water has always broken right before my babies come. And, uh, with Idris, he was born in cow. So with like a, with my firstborn, as I was pushing, my water broke. And then like the rest of it came out when she was born. And I remember my midwife was like, it was like a floodgate. Like she just came out with like so much fluid. <laughs> and then with my second, uh, my water broke. And then 30 minutes later, the baby came. And then with Idris, he was born in cow. So I was like, this baby's coming soon. We did call the midwife. But he wasn't really having strong contractions. So of course I called Patty. It's like 4.30 in the morning. And she's like, okay, well, uh, I'll check back in on you and let me know if your contractions increase, you know, if you feel pressure. I was like, okay. So we decided to go back to bed and thank God I had Depends. I put Depends on and I'm so surprised by how much they can take. I like, I like go back to sleep and at like 7.30 in the morning, I feel like a gush, just like warm fluid spilling out of me. And I woke up in a fright thinking there's going to be a huge puddle in the bed. And I woke my husband up. Of course, he's like, oh, my God, the baby's coming. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 the get towels. I'm leaking everywhere. It's just coming out. And, and then, of course, I get up and there's like nothing on the sheets. It's all in my depends. And I was just like, whoa, these things, like, get, you know, they're, they're pretty good. So anyways, I would definitely recommend depends. <laughs> and, and then basically that was like my whole morning. I was just gushing fluid. It's just constantly coming out. And I uh, wasn't really having intense contractions, just hung out. And so the kids, oh, Khedid took the kids to his parents' house because it was Sunday. We normally have Sunday breakfast at their house. And he was so nervous to leave me, but I was like, babe, nothing is happening. Like, I am just chilling. You guys go. And he goes and he's like texting me every five minutes. He's like, are you okay? Like, has anything changed? Is anything happening? I was like, no, it's fine. Like, nothing's happening. Like, you know? Um, and so they come home and, you know, we're like in contact with Patty. And like I said, it's just really chill. And then at like one, one o'clock, she's like, you know, I'm going to come over because last time you said nothing was happening, something was happening. And when I came over, you were eight centimeters. And I was like, okay, fair enough. That was with Idris. And so she comes over at like 1.30 and um, she checks me and she's like, okay, well, you're one and a half centimeter dilated. <laughs> And like at zero stations, I was like, oh yeah, we're so early. I was like, there's nothing happening. And, uh, but you know, baby's doing good. She's moving around. Are you going to take it? And, um, I was super chill. I was just like in a good mental place. I was just like, well, we're just going to hang out and watch movies and, you know, do whatever we want to do. And so we're sitting in the living room and Patty's like, um, so how do you feel about the whole 24 hour thing? And I was like, ah. yeah, and I'm sure all you guys know, right? What the 24 hour, like when you go to hospital, for those of you who are listening, don't know, this is what it is. Hey y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. When you go to a hospital and your water breaks, they usually give you about 24 hours before they want you to give birth. And when you get closer to the 24 hour, they start like inducing you and kind of help things move along if you're not moving along already. Um, and then they start worrying about infections and the rates of all of that going up. And um, you could possibly have a cesarean. And so anyways, I was just very like, you know, that doesn't bother me. I'm not like putting myself on a clock. And of course, Patty was like, you know, that's fine. Like, I'm not putting you on a clock. But my husband was like, what is the 24 hour? What are you guys talking about? And I think for him, it got him like a little anxious and nervous because now he was like, wait, what? Um, so we decided to go for a walk to try to get things moving. Patty stayed at home with the kids. Um, and it's funny because when I was like, we were getting ready to go, she was like, don't mosey around. <laughs> 
get out there and start walking. <laughs> and so of course, Padded puts on his like New Yorker walk. And he's like, come on, keep up with me. And I'm over here like, I'm freaking pregnant. <laughs> but they were coming in. I mean, you know, I was like power walking outside for 30 minutes and my contractions were coming in. Um, we got home and all the kids were asleep. And I was like, wow, Patty, like you're a great midwife and babysitter. <laughs> I put all my kids down for a nap. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, and then they, my contractions kind of died out. And uh, we decided to take a nap. So Patty left to go run some errands in the area and so we napped and then at four o'clock she came back the kids were up we were hanging out and um by oh and then we started doing nipple stimulation and for those of you who haven't given birth yet <laughs> once you give birth and you have babies and your babies are breastfeeding Nipples tend to become off limits after that. Just for me, at least, it's always been like, don't come near them. I don't like them being touched unless a baby's sucking on them. And that's that. And so the nipple stimulation was really hard for me because it was just like, well, it feels weird and I don't like it. And, but I was pumping and like colostrum was coming out. I was like, oh, look, it's, I'm helping you out, little baby. So come on out. Um, but that only lasted for probably 30 minutes and it was like off and on and, you know, the contractions would come in, but then they would die out. And um, by six o'clock, my doula shows up, Shelly, she comes. Because again, she's just like, you know, when things start, start going, Adila, they start going for you. So I'm just going to come. And I was like, mi casa es tu casa. So come on down. And we had also already had the pool set up this time. So we had the pool already halfway filled. Um, and we filled it up this morning with hot water and then, a, or that morning with hot water. And then of course, by the evening, it was like freezing cold. So we're having to remove water and then fill it up with hot water. Um, and at around six or seven, yeah, I think six when Shelly was here, Patty was like, well, let's check you again, see if, you know, dilate a little more. And she checked me and she hung out in there. She was like, I just want to feel a contraction. And I was like, okay. And she came out, she pulls her hands out and she's like, well, I don't really know what's going on, to be honest. I was like, what do you mean you don't know what's going on? And she said, well, when you have a contraction, your cervix closes up. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, and your baby's higher. Like she's gone up. She's, she has not dropped further in station and she's not at zero anymore. She's like up there. I was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks, but okay. Um, but again, I'm like not stressing it because these contractions have been chill. I'm not, you know, tired or anything like that or feeling anxious. I'm more feeling anxious around my husband because he's anxious. Um, and so she says, you know, let's, let's think about maybe giving you some herbs that kind of help you along. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's fine with me. So she has to call her midwife assist to get it from her birth center. She didn't bring them with her. So that's going to like take a little bit. Right. And so we order, I'm like, we're sitting, we're all sitting in the living room. Oh, and the kids have gone back to my in-laws for dinner. And, um, I told Heidi, I was like, you know, let's, let's get dinner going. I'm hungry. And he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I want Sonic. And like, I just want a cheeseburger. And he's like, okay. And so he, you know, Patty looks over at him. She's like, you want Sonic? Like, you're going to get, you're going to get Sonic. And she looks at Heidi and she's like, well, I'm glad I'm not catching the baby. I'm not going to be behind you. I was like, okay, take it easy. It'll be fine. I've been emptying my bowels all day. <laughs> It'll be fine. And so we'll come back to that. Okay. So, um, so Hedid goes and gets uh, Sonic, comes back. My dad checks in on me and he's like FaceTiming. He's like, how's everything going? I was like, yeah, we're all just hanging out having Sonic. He's like, oh, things seem to be going really good. All right. Well, we'll leave you guys to it. And uh, eight o'clock rolls around and I told Khaled, I said, just bring the kids back because they'll just go to sleep now. It's their bedtime. They'll sleep through the night if anything happens. So they all come back home. We all get them tucked in. Nine o'clock, everyone's in bed. And by that time, the, the, the birth assistant comes. And she has her, the herbs. And they, I forget what kind of herbs they are. But they pretty, it's like two different herbs that work together. And they, she puts them in like three doses 
And then I take them like every 15 minutes. And then after one dose, like they check and they monitor me and the baby to see how my body reacts and how I do. And basically if your body like kicks in, like you don't need to take the other dose, right? And I'm looking at it and it's like kind of granule and um, it's not, it's not like a um, tincture or anything like that, but it's granule and it's liquidy and they're all like, just like shoot it back because it tastes like dirt and nobody likes it. And I was like, okay. So I shoot it back and it tastes like honey to me. <laughs> and I'm like licking it. Just like, ah, it tastes so good. What are you guys talking about? And it's funny because we were talking about how like sometimes the body craves what the body needs, you know? And so um, my contractions come, I have like a big one. I'm like, ooh, yeah. And everyone's looking at me like, ooh, look, look at her. Like she's having that big contraction. Ooh, everyone's getting excited, right? Then it dies out. So I take another one and then I take another one. So I take all three. And I kind of decide everyone's sitting in my living room and my husband's in the bedroom um, watching some documentary. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go lay down because I'm tired. And it was like 10 o'clock at that point. Um, and so I put on like some cooking show for them. <laughs> like, peace out, guys. Um, the kitchen's there and here's the remote and I'm going to go sleep. So I go in the bedroom and I fall asleep and uh kind of will say like the whole time I was in and out of sleep I was having contractions and I was like moaning through my contractions but then I would just like pass back out and he was watching the uh the green book documentary it's like you were distracting me through my history documentary whatever but um 11 30 I get up and I'm like Ooh, okay. I really need to sit up now. This is getting kind of intense. And I tell, look at Hedden and I'm like, get the, get the pool ready because I'm going to want to get in there soon. And Shelly comes in and she's doing like pressure points like right here. And it felt so good. Like I didn't need any back support or counter pressure, but that pressure point just felt really good. And I'm just sitting on the edge of my bed, rocking through the contractions and, um, for like I do that for like an hour walking around and then 1230 comes and I'm like, okay, I'm either getting in the shower, I'm getting in the tub and I couldn't get in the shower because we had the hose hooked up to the shower. Um, and so I was like, well, I could get into the, the other shower and the other side of the house, but I decided to get in the, the tub and it really wasn't cold or it wasn't like warm yet. It was somewhat cold ish and everyone's like adding hot water. Um, and but I guess it gets to that temperature and I'm doing good. I'm rocking it in there. I've got the hose on my back and it feels nice. And then Patty's like, okay, we really need to take the hose out because it's starting to get a little too warm. I was like, it's not warm enough. She's like, well, it's never warm enough for the one that's in there. I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and uh, Shelly brings a cup and she's pouring it on my back, which feels amazing while I'm holding on to head and on the outside. And I think I'm probably in there for a few contractions. And I almost kind of forgot what the end looked like for labor. Um, and then I started, you know, your body starts to heave on you. And I was like, ooh, pushing. I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is the end. This feels so good. I'm like, thank God. Like, I just embrace it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> here comes the baby. <laughs> it's the best part. So I told my husband, I was like, okay, get in here. Like, it's time for you to get in and do the, the counter pressure on my back. And I think he does it for like three. And, and then I start feeling the baby's crowning. <laughs> and as the baby's crowning and coming out, I poop. <laughs> I poop a lot. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, that wasn't the baby. That was poop. <laughs> and, and I hear Patty in the background saying, oh, where's the fish net? <laughs> And um, yeah, it. If later he told me he was like, I thought it was the umbilical cord coming out. <laughs> and I was like, no, definitely not. It was Sonic making its appearance. <laughs> so, um, but the the head comes out, and I'm just like, oh yes, just I love that feeling, just relief. And I, you know, wait a few, take a few breaths. Um, and I'm kind of waiting for a little bit. I felt like, cause I felt like with Fidzidis, maybe because he was in cow, like he just came out like, like, you know, so much smoother and quicker. 
um, like after his head, like his body came out really fast. But with her, it was like, I waited a bit and I was thinking like, oh shoot, she needs to come out. Like she's underwater. Um, but I wait for my contraction and the contraction comes and then she comes out and kind of brings her up and we have the baby. And, uh, and I, you know, do my little maneuver where I'm trying to get my leg over the umbilical cord. And we realized that she was, the umbilical cord was really short. So I couldn't like put her up to my chest. Like I had her in my lap basically. And, um, and she had like a little, it wasn't like, I guess she had a little problems like breathing in the beginning. She had her eyes open and she was looking at us, but she wasn't, you know, taking her breaths and, and like she should have And her umbilical cord was white. That was the other thing that we noticed that it was already like, like flat white. And, um, so Patty was encouraging me to stimulate her and it, Patty didn't have to come in or do anything. Um, and I did, and we finally got her to, to cough and cry. Um, and, and then this was the first time too, that I cut the umbilical cord before the placenta was born, um, because she was so short. And I was like, I could have held her, but I didn't want to hold her down and then try to get out of the, t- the, the birth pool. And then I also didn't want someone else to hold the baby while it was still attached to me getting out of the birth pool. Um, so we cut the cord in the pool and then we got out and, uh, um, and then I sat on the bed and the placenta came out really fast, like right after that. And, uh, and then Patty and the, the, the midwife assist are just like looking at the placenta. They're like, and I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, what's going on? And she's like, Oh, and that's a really big clot. I'm like, okay, is everything okay? And they're like, Oh my God, where is it? Where is it? Do you see it? And I'm like, where is what? <laughs> I'm literally my head thinking like, oh, there's a pea stuck inside of me. That's, I knew it. When she said, where is it? Do you see it? I was like, there's a piece. There's something missing. And then I hear this. Oh, no, there it is. So I'm like, okay, just tell me. And she's like, well, oh, well, first she's like, Patty's like, give me a second. Like we're talking here. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and then she tells me, she's like, yeah, um, well, you had a partial abruption. And this is where we see it tore, but the piece is out and thank God it's here. Cause I, you know, was not going to reach up in there and get it out. And I was like, yep. And I probably would have screamed at you if you did that. <laughs> so thank God it came out. So I guess in hindsight, we were kind of thinking about it. It was really interesting because we were just like saying how that's probably why she stayed so high. It's because her cord was really short. That's probably why she flipped in a breech position earlier in my pregnancy, like right, like two weeks before she was born, she was in breech. And it's also probably why um, I had a abruption because when she was coming out, she pulled on her own cord on the placenta. Um, yeah. So it was kind of like, baby had this wisdom. My body had this wisdom. Like, we're not going to open up. Your baby's not going to be pushing on your cervix. Like baby was going to wait until I was fully dilated on my own before she made her descend, um, descend down. And, uh, so that was good. And that was also the reason why I decided to name her Essia because, uh, I was thinking of three names, right? It was either going to be Sophia, Yuna or Essia and Essia means the one who cares for others or the one who cares for the needy or the sick. And she was also um, Moses' adopted mother, um, so the Pharaoh's wife. And she's praised as like one of, you know, um, the four best women in Islam in the world. So I just felt like, you know, she really had that wisdom and took care of me. And I let her do it. Like I was just very kind of like chill through my whole labor like I trust my body and things will happen the way they should happen and and that'll be that and uh and I didn't like bleed extra or anything like that like you know there was no extra bleeding I was fine and there was no tear so that was good um and and yeah it was really nice it was very very nice happy ending and all the kids were asleep and so it was really just like two hours of active labor of like the toughness I guess and um it was nice. Everyone woke up in the morning and got to meet their baby sister. So, yay. And this is her. This is her little nugget. Hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, 
the end. My God, that's like the best story ever. Ever, ever. Look at her. And it's just funny because like all my births get longer. I'm like the opposite of what everyone says. Like this birth was probably from the time my water broke to she was born was like 21 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Look at her. All this complimentary oxytocin for us who are like watching. This is the best. Yeah. Feel that. Feel that love. Well, any of y'all have questions for Adila or comments? That's such a cool birth story. I love that you trusted her and that you trusted yourself because that's something that you hear often and it's nice to just hear that, that that's, that that was important. Yeah. You did awesome. That's awesome, Thanks. girl. You're Thanks, great. girl. Thank you. And Thank she's you. so sweet. Oh, she is so sweet she is a sweetheart yeah it was really nice because with my third birth I was very like what's going on like why can't I get things going and the heck is my body doing and this time I was just like very it is what it is do you think the pandemic's helping because you kind of get extra time with her too that or is the pandemic any changing anything postpartum for you I, the, the biggest, the biggest change is my husband's home. You know, I think that makes a huge difference in my postpartum recovery. He's here to help with the kids. He's here to help with me. Um, with the days, he was only home for like two days before he had to go back to work. So even though I had a postpartum doula then, and I have one now, um, I think, uh, I think that has really helped. And I also learned for my first time around that four hours with my postpartum doula wasn't enough. So I hired her for six hours this time around per like day, like that she comes and it gives her enough time to like cook and prep like meal preps. Um, so that we're like set for the week and, and the days that she's not here. So that's really helped. Um, but it definitely kind of like makes things a little lonely, I think, because like I was having more visitors before, before pandemic with, you know, the babies. And now it's really just like our family. Um, and I've had like one of my, you know, my best friends has come to see her and me um, who's seen us through the whole pandemic. And that was, that's like it. So I think I like miss the company, if, you know, obviously I think we're all missing company during this time, but yeah, I definitely kind of miss the company of people coming over to see us. How's it going with breastfeeding? Are you still breastfeeding number three and number four? Like, how's that going? So I'm not breastfeeding number three. I actually stopped breastfeeding him, I think, when he was five months, five or six months. Um, because we'd run into a bunch of things where, like, I was pregnant with her. My, my supply was going down. We were struggling with his tongue tie. And so I started doing like donor milk and formula with him and then just stuck to that. Um, and then, but it's funny because my mom was like, oh, now you can, you know, you can breastfeed him again. And I was like, hail to the no, <laughs> teaching that boy how to breastfeed again <laughs> after, after he hasn't, now he has like seven teeth. <laughs> no, thank you. But uh, breastfeeding is going really good with her. It was, it was kind of like rough the first week, but it got a lot better after that. She does have like a lip tie, but um, I don't think it's going to be like an issue. Um, her, my middle one, my, her sister, her younger sister has a lip tie as well, like her. So I feel like it'll probably be the same with that. Um, or I'm hoping so. She breastfed, you know, over a year until she was like, I think 16 months when she self-weaned. But um, yeah, but yeah, I had, it's been going good. She's been gaining weight, no hurting, no nothing. So hoping for the best. What an amazing birth story. I'm so glad that you were able to share with us. Um, with your other, I guess, like the complications that you saw after the fact with the abruption and the shorter um, umbilical cord, if you were in a hospital setting, 
do you think that that would be something that would be like very alarming to the doctors or cause you to have a cesarean or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I don't think they would have known until I would have given birth like Patty. Um, but I think that if I was in a hospital setting and I was pushed to get induced because my contractions were coming in and I was taking like Pitocin, um, and forcing this baby, I think it could have been really problematic, you know, um, because just to push that extra strength on her. And then like, if I were to tire out my uterus with it, you know, Pitocin's also, even though Pitocin's used after birth to help with hemorrhaging, Pitocin's also can can cause hemorrhaging before birth, like if it's used for inductions. So I feel like it could have been really problematic um, if I went that route, you know. Um, and then she could have, you know, definitely been stressed maybe, and that could have been a another lead to a cesarean. So... Um, I think with the environment that I was in, the non-stress environment, being in my own home, no one pushing anything on me, just, you know, with Patty just saying like, you know, let's try herbs. Do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, no, no big deal. Um, and being able to sleep in my own bed, you know, all of that, I think helped keep everything chill and let the baby and the body do as the baby and body wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just really glad to see you doing so well. Like you, like your whole face just—you just—you look good. Like you look like you're just doing really good, and that's awesome to see. For those Thank listening, you. it's just nice to see that. Yeah, that postpartum glow. That I don't know. Yeah. You look good. Just look Thanks, good. girl. Thank you. Thank you. I really do feel good. And I, again, I really think it's because I've got this, a lot of support from my husband, just help with the kids. And I really took things a lot easier this time. Like I really made sure that, you know, I accepted the help that was around me and didn't need to get up or pick up the other babies or cook food, you know, go into the kitchen, clean, all of those things. So um, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy too. We're both happy, right? Yeah. She was just like, am I not being fed right now? <laughs> what is your husband like saying now about catching the baby and like kind of doing all of that? That It was just you two together with observers, like professional observers, but like anything that he's feeling or saying about that to you? I mean, he loves it. He's always caught the bait. Like, you know, A, he was down there um, catching her uh, on our bed with Anaya, the same thing. Idris, the same thing. He's there, he was the only one in the pool. Um, and then with her, she, he was the only one in the pool. And uh, Patty was saying how, you know, with Idris, he, he brought him up to the surface really fast. And then with Asya, he was, she was like, he's a lot slower, like kind of casually bringing her up. She's like, he was like a pro this time around. <laughs> and, um, you know, he loves it. And I love giving him that too, you know, because he's always the first to really see the babies and hold them. And um, he's always the first to cry too <laughs> over all of them, which gets me going. And uh, so I know he enjoys that, those moments. Yeah. Wow, how special. And how special that you got the birth that you wanted and yeah. so peaceful and it's so helpful for postpartum period and just life in general. Mm -hmm. What a gift. Yeah, for sure. We're really blessed to be able to have this. And man, I was just talking to like some friends over in Singapore and they, you know, they can't, they can't have a home birth. It's just not possible without a lot of money um mm. or going against the law <laughs> you know so um and we're very blessed to have that for sure how are um your other kids enjoying um having an additional sibling especially Idris because he's the youngest and mm -hmm. you know he had to give up that role of being the youngest yeah, and I think that was um, one thing that was hard for me the first week or two 
was like grieving that role for him and because I felt really protective of him and I felt really a little jealous you know because I wasn't able to like pick him up and like comfort him the way I normally did like I would like get on the floor and comfort him or he would like go to like other people in the in the room like my father he's really he's really close to my dad um and I would feel this like like why is it going to him (laughs) but okay and and I so I I like kind of grieved that role for him but he's doing really good like he loves her like he comes her and touches her on her head and he puts his head to hers and like kisses her or does his version of kissing and is very sweet to her um and the girls are really you know are doing great to the baby I will say though like everyone's emotions have gotten really high everyone is a little more sensitive um and that's okay so we're all kind of just adjusting in that you know in those sense and uh even Idrisi's had like a tooth come out every week since she's been born (laughs) so it's been a little crazy on his end a lot of drooling a lot of crying a lot of like I need to be held and um I was surprised though Anaya my middle one when when her brother was born she didn't like she she thought he was very cute and like adored him but that was like really it um and with her though she's very protective of her she's very like mommy like with her really wants to hold her and you know figure out why she's crying and tell me that she needs to feed and you know um so it's really sweet to see her take on that role because i didn't she didn't do that with her brother so it was kind of nice and a little annoying because she always wants to hold the baby, but <laughs> better to hold the baby than to smack the baby. <laughs> this time around, are you doing the Malaysian postpartum herbs and like, you know, how's that going or helping or any of that? Cause we're super curious about all that. Yeah, it's been going really good. I've actually, um, on Instagram, I've been like documenting, doc, document, documenting it. Um, and I actually, I, this time around, I started steaming a lot sooner than I did last time. And I've, it made a huge difference with my afterbirth cramps. Like as soon as I started steaming, my birth cramps like cut in half. And I was kind of like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> um, and so I've, you know, I'm doing my steams, my bind, um, my herbs with my baths and um, my belly paste, as well as my teas um and then keeping to all of my like everything's warm right so I'm like I'm covering my feet um with slippers or socks I'm eating all foods that are warm a lot of like spices that will naturally heat up my body um and so yeah I've been doing doing all that and doing my scrubs body scrubs with again like natural heating spices like um turmeric and ginger and sandalwood um so it's been really good and getting my massages in and seeing the chiropractor which has been really good too for me um because that mommy neck neck is real (sighs) but yeah i've been keeping to it been doing well uh probably not as good as i should though with like going out because traditionally you're not supposed to go out at all um and i have gone out three times now since I've given birth. So I went to the park uh, Saturday evening, which was really nice. And then, oh, yesterday I went to a, a garden nursery um, with my girlfriend. So I really wanted some plants, <laughs> which was nice. And then today I went out to go drop um, my daughter off at a class, um, which was nice. So that's it three times but yeah normally you're not supposed to go out at all for like 44 days unless you're going out on the balcony or something like that or in your backyard you know um but no like going outside that's awesome i'm seeing a huge uptick in people with plants like needing plants and first it was like growing our food and now it's just like people are wanting like herbs or not even if they're going to eat them or use them they just need to be near them Um, And I wonder if it's because we're so trapped inside that we need to bring the outside in or the variety of outside to us. So 
I can see that like I have to go to the nursery right now, even though I'm not supposed to leave the house for four million days. Like I'm going, you can't stop me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's really it. I mean, I think when people are bringing the outside in, you know, and this nursery, y'all, if, if you're, it's in Richmond, which is a little far, but it is the cutest place ever. They had like a little like fairy village kind of, you know, and they had a lot of like um, things that were, you know, that were there that it wasn't like you could buy, but they had like a pond and they had like two goats in a pen and they had like some chickens in a pen. And I was just like, this is, the kids would love this place just running around. Um, especially that little fairy land. It was really cute fairy garden. So it was fun. It's called Enchanted Gardens. If you ever want to go check that. I have been there. <gasps> you husband, have? Yeah, we stop there. Um, whenever we go down to my in-laws, because they live in Laredo, we always stop at Enchanted Gardens on our way home oh, because see? we have to drive through there. That place is amazing. We love it. It's but beautiful. We, we buy a lot of their fruit. We've gotten a lot of fruit trees from them, I think. Is where we mm. most of our fruit trees. So, yeah. So. Love that place. It is beautiful. I've been having to order plants off of eBay. So people send like a little seedling and um, I may or may not have uh, stolen a snake plant from a planter that had like too many. It really needed some TLC like, you know, taking some of it being so crowded. Um, yeah, so I just kind of helped it out. Uh, Rowan and I are professional pool crashers and it was at a pool place that we were going. So I was like, oh shit, Rose has been asking for a snake plant. There's a snake plant and it has too many snakes in that plant. So, uh, oops. So, yeah, but I was like obsessively thinking about that. Um, it's the split leaf, um, starts with an M, but uh, has the, those big, you see them on the Golden Girls, you know, like it's always on her wallpaper. <laughs> so I just kept thinking about it, thinking about it. So I scored one from eBay, but I don't know if it's going to make it, but trying. So I can really see that in my future office if I ever get to go there, being there, because there's a big window in my future office. So I was like, ooh. All right. I bought a I bought a plant off Amazon, a snake, a mother-in-law tongue snake plant, and uh, I've had it's it came in great shape, and I've had it for I think a year and a half now, and I've potted it in three different pots now. Like it's it's grown and it's done really well. So online online plant shopping is doable. And sharing, like you know, I know someone had some seeds, and so she planted some, and then gave some to Rowan and. Rowan ordered a, a Vitex, um, some plants. And then my neighbor behind me, when I walk the dog, he had one of those ugly, like palmy things that people are always trying to get rid of um, on the curb. And I was like, I really want one of those elephant ear plants. So when he puts that out, I was telling Rowan, we walked by, he was sitting out there. So I told him, he's like, oh, I'll get it for you. I'll have it next time. And so the next time I walked around, he had one for me. I was like, I love this. So then we took him a Vitex plant. He's like, what's Vitex for? So then Rowan's like, well, I'm a midwife. And, you know, then she goes into iron and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yes. It's for like sharing, you know, like seed and plant knowledge, which I think is amazing. So I'm going back to the basics. I'm into it. Um, I remember now, uh, elephant ear is toxic to dogs. So are oh. palm, sago, sago palms. So I don't know if Coraline eats plants or not, <laughs> but okay. yeah, um, sago palms are like those, those ones that have the palm leaves that are like tiny little pine needles that we see. Those everywhere. are the ones that everybody are trying to get rid of all the time. Okay. Yeah. No. Those ones are really dangerous to dogs just as a like heads up. Cause we've had to learn a lot out here in the forest about what's dangerous to who and what and everything. Cause yeah, now we're actually, um, giving a, our homestead a go. Like we are vigorously planning our garden, um, using a, a garden planning app or like software. So that's kind of cool and interesting. 
And now we're going to start adding uh, meat birds. So now we have chicken eggs and now like we have chickens for eggs, but now we're going to do birds that are um, raised for meat and we're going to start learning how to butcher. So that's the next step on our homestead. Wow, chickens are where it's at. Lots of people are getting chickens right now and I'm like super into it because eat your leftovers. Um, it's just so helpful. We can't find where the chickens are laying right now. I think they're laying in the chimney, um, quite honestly, because they're cruisers. They will lay where they want to as they're little assholes. Um, and it's hot, so they don't lay as much during the summer. So it's like, where is it? By the time you find it, you're like, oh, that's where it is. So in the trash they go, <laughs> but it's kind of a fun adventure. So Roan's been at that burst since 2 a.m. So I like made the chickens a little breakfast and put it out there, you know, we got fancy breakfast today. If you need a cheap free option for laying boxes, um, cat litter, like the plastic cat litter um, tubs make great nesting boxes. They're like the right size for your chicken. So I bought, I got a whole bunch of those really cheap um, or free. And so we're, we're trying to do all of our chicken coops and everything as free and recycled as possible. So uh, those are working well. Yeah, we have a bunch of milk crates in there, but they, you know, they're just finicky. Sometimes they like it. I accidentally stole one of those like uh, arm carts that you shop in, you know, those little red baskets that are in the front. Um, I walked out a Tuesday morning with it and got to the car and I was like, Oh well, so the chickens like that, but I'm not gonna go around stealing those baskets. You know, it was kind of a, a happy accident for the chicken. Um, but yeah, and they're moody, so. And that's definitely Rowan's department, it's the backyard. I'm like, uh, I'll feed them and I'll love them and I'll pull their tail and, you know, mess with them. But, so but since she's at a birth, I'm on duty, so. Well, I love this, like this homesteading action. So, and I don't know if I told y'all, I can't remember when was the last time I was here, but um, I did rent an apartment in Marfa. So that happened. <laughs> yeah, I rented a 400 square foot studio apartment in Marfa so I can go there and work and then come here. So my plan is to just kind of be there for a week every other month um, and just get away and also being mindful of like, if things get scary worse, then I'll bounce. Like I don't need to be part of Houston and being part of the problem. Um, but the hardest part of that would be away from Rowan and my husband, cause he's gonna have to stay too, right? So, um, but yeah, I did that. I feel really brave. Um, it was a big decision. I took my 2020 travel budget and pretty much 2021 travel budget and just put it in an apartment. So pretty stoked. So, and I'm not telling a whole lot of people, although now anybody who listens to this, but they don't know me, but like, it's a big thing. So it has Wi-Fi. So, and it's number 11. It's like the Melrose place of Marfa. It's the Lincoln, if you guys want to snoop it. So, um, yeah, but that was the big thing that happened over here. And Rowan can go, so she can go and write and edit these podcasts when <laughs> she gets in the weeds. So. That's like, that's my version of traveling because uh, it's not happening. So we left the house yesterday for a big fat long time. I was like, this is weird. I need to get home right now, right now. So. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. That's so exciting. How far is Marfa? Like, what's that drive? Nine hours. Oh, okay. It's a drive. It's fat. It's a big yeah. one. It's three hours shy of El Paso. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go forever, then you turn left and you go more forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe if Mags comes next week, we can talk about free bleeding and all that good uh, uterine stuff. Um, yeah. She's so funny. She makes me laugh. I, I met her in person um, at the birth center the other day and that was kind of fun because I'm used to just this amount and then I got to oh it's like oh you're so much shorter than I thought okay cool <laughs> but everybody is so much shorter than I thought I'm a million miles tall so yeah 
Okay, well, I say we unmute ourselves unless someone has a burning desire. Along with free bleeding, like I would just love to talk about tampon and conventional pad alternatives like cups and period underwear and reusable pads because it kind of like goes all along with that. And I, you know, just love to learn more about free bleeding from people who have done it. So, but yeah. And there's so many options. So like talking about options, but who's tried them? Like we need some testimonial data here. So um, I think that's good. I will definitely um, write that down as our topic on my planner. So we remember and we will do it next week. So, all right. Well, my computer just said it's 12 o'clock. So let's tell each other we love each other. Love you guys. Love you guys. See you next Congrats, time. Have a good week. Have a great week. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Are you wanting to join in the conversation, but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Oh, thank you.